Hello, love. Welcome back to another episode of Maven Chats, the number one podcast for witches, healers, and spiritual entrepreneurs. It's your host, Logan, and I'm so excited that you're back for another episode. It's a good one. So grab a cup of coffee or a hot tea and snuggle up because this one's going to rock your world. Record on this Okay. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, we're back with another episode of Maven Chats, and I have one of the coolest fucking people on the planet here with me today, and I'm so excited to chat with her. Her name's Cece, and she's just, she's just Cece, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to leave it at that, and the the conversation will unfold. Um, So Cece, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me and all my mom glory right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, you guys can see me, but it's pretty hurting. (laughs) She's exaggerating. She'll just look like no, no, no. She's she's bullshitting you guys right now. I look like a hot mess, but it's good because that's mama, mama entrepreneurhood. That's right. Except you look look fucking awesome. And I'm mad at you for showing up like this. I FaceTimed you on purpose and you didn't answer because you probably look so nice. And I looked like how I sent you that screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like shit because I'm nine months pregnant. So at least I look decent, right? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was there three months ago. So I feel you sister. <laughs> Man, like it hurts to sit right now. Like I'm like, fuck, my hips hurt. My, like everything, everything hurts. Yeah. So if I can just look- Good. I love cats. I'm a cat lady. <laughs> yeah, cats everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always. <laughs> anyway. Um, so like I said, my first question, answer this as in depth or as shallow as you would like. Either way is fine. But the title of the podcast is Maven Chats, right? I'm talking with yeah. I'm chatting with Maven. So a Maven is defined as an expert or a connoisseur of sorts, right? So what kind of Maven would you say that you are, CC? And what led you to that? Well, I <laughs> she told me this question. I was like, well, why you gotta get so deep in the morning? And it's noon. So I mean, it's not even morning. Um, I would say, <clears throat> I would say I am I'm both. I would be both because I don't think for me, I don't think you can define yourself as one or the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Both of what? what do you mean? Both of what? Well, you said it's an expert or a connoisseur. You said, or you said, or so what are you an expert in and what are you a connoisseur of? Well, I am an expert in authenticity. I do yes. a lot. Of, yeah. I work with people on you know, finding their authentic selves. And I, I've built a couple very successful businesses. So I'm pretty, uh, experty at that. I would think I, I tell myself that yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I tell, myself, I tell myself a lot of things. I mean, like as soon as you asked me that question before we even started, I was like, how am I even going to answer this? Like, I don't even know how to answer that. I feel like I, if, if I'm an expert at anything, it is, um, knowing when people aren't being their authentic, authentic selves and why it's not working for them, like why it's not working in their business. Yeah. Because it doesn't work unless you are. And I would be an expert in entrepreneurship because I run successful businesses. (laughs) It's just what I do. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that. And if you guys don't follow CC, she has her own salon. Like that's you, you built like a six figure earning business salon yeah. in like a very short window of time. Right. A very short window. Yeah. In like five weeks. <laughs> yeah. Guys, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I opened, I mean, and it's all, it all comes back to like, uh, you know, sticking, sticking with what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. true manifestation like truly because that's what it was yeah and just like not listening to anyone mm. stepping out of your comfort zone which I hate saying that because it's so cliche but it's just like the absolute truth because like you know you've been following me for a while I hate that saying great things happen outside of your comfort zone like I hate that yeah but I love it at the same time 
because it's just absolutely true. It's just absolutely true. So before I opened my salon, everyone said, don't open here. Don't, don't, that's a terrible location. You know, no one's going to come there. That's too far. It's off the beaten path. There's no storefront. There's no this, there's no that. And I was like, oh, these people are just so wrong. So, so wrong. And, and I had just gotten married. The salon I was working at was going to close. She told me the day after I got married that I didn't have like, a job to go back to. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And then I just said, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Like I always wanted to open my own space because yeah. I've just always been that kind of person, right? Like I was the kid that played store and sold lemonade and sold my toys and, you know, yeah. So anyways, Matt and I go to the bank and I was only able to get a $15,000 line of credit. And I was like, I'll, I'll make this work. I will open a business with that amount of money. And I did. And uh, within four weeks, four and a half, like five weeks, I made $15,000. That's incredible. I've heard that yeah. story before. And every time I hear it, I'm like, man, that is like so pure profit. Amazing. Yeah. Pure profit. Because, you know, and I tell myself this a lot and I know people think it's toxic positivity, but I don't believe that it is as failure just wasn't an option. It yeah. wasn't an option. It had to work. It was going to work. I believed it was going to work. I knew it was going, I knew I was yeah. in my notes. I knew it's going to fucking work and making the $15,000 in that short amount of time before the end of the quarter. Cause I mean, we had, uh, let's see, our grand opening was November 1st, mm -hmm. 2013. And, uh, so we had, you know, Two months left of the quarter yeah and I, I made that before the end of the quarter so I think it, when it was all said and done like by the end of the that quarter I made over twenty thousand dollars wow yeah that's awesome and I love so one thing that just stood out to me in you saying all of that was um you know when people were telling you their opinions like don't do it here don't do it there and you just said they're all wrong so I feel like people, I mean, I have my own opinions about why people struggle with developing that level of resilience and certainty. Um, but where do you think, where does that come from? Because I don't, I don't think that comes naturally to everyone or maybe it no. does and they just suppress it. Um, but how did you fucking know? Like, like they're wrong. I'm that, right. Like what you just said. I wish people could see my face when you said that because everyone can do it. Yeah. Anyone can do whatever they want to do when they decide. Yeah. I think it's just a choice. You decide, you decide that you get to. Mm. And anything that happens that tries to stop you along the way is happening for you to decide, okay, can I get through this or not? Yeah. And most people choose the or not because it's easier. Hmm. It's yeah. easier. It's, it's harder. It's harder to like, it's harder to <clears throat> do the thing, be the thing, think the thing, right? It's easier to stick with the thought that keeps us stuck, right? Because then, then we don't have to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's the difference between people like me and you yeah. and other people and other people, you know, I think people, people will project their fears onto you to, because it makes them feel safe. Yeah. Which I think it would make you feel safe. But like, I was like, no, it doesn't make, no, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know. Why would I take advice from someone who's not doing what I want to do? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, those people who are just projecting their shit onto you, ultimately, I made a post about this in my Instagram stories the other day. At any given moment, we can only be what other people need us to be because people need us to be the affirmation to their reality. And yeah. that's when people, that's when we piss people off is when we start counter affirming their reality. And that's when they get, get uncomfortable because we start to, to, um, what's the word challenge challenge what they believe to be true in the world right so what they believe to be true in themselves right yeah yeah 
And whatever you believe to be true in yourself is ultimately going to be the cap or the expansion that allows you to create or not whatever you want. Yep. Mm. You're hundred percent right. And that, and that's the thing is like, people will take their own failures, mm. right. Or their own uncomfortableness. I don't think that's a word, but that's okay. <laughs> and, and they project, like you were just saying, and, and it's, that's their ego speaking. You know what I mean? That's their ego speaking. And, and our egos are going to, are going to chime in and go, Oh, you know, they're right. You should right. listen to them. You should listen to them. And then you decide that's a choice. You decide, okay, should I listen to uncle Bob or do I do the damn thing? Like, I don't know if you saw, but I went live on Instagram today. I saw right before we hopped on here, you were live. Yeah, I did. I have not gone live on Instagram and I can't even tell you how long because I go live on Facebook. That's just what I do. Yeah. And something was nudging saying you should start going live on Instagram. Go And I, it, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I probably shouldn't. Like, I don't even know why it's fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. But I did it anyway. And that was what actually I talked about is like, you just do it anyway. You decide, like you have a choice. You either choose to or not to. It's like yeah. a diet. I talk about this on, on my podcast too. Um, it's, it's like you choose a salad or you choose a pizza. Yeah. One of them's going to get you to the result faster. Yeah. It's not the pizza. <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right. And I feel like a lot of this starts with people just waking up to realize that they have a choice. Like in every circumstance, you have a choice. Even when externally, the perception is that you have no choice. There is always a choice. Always. The choice to either honor what you want and follow through or the choice to deny it. And like you were just saying, like the pizza versus the, the salad, like one pizza over the, the grand scheme of like pizza or salad, it's not going to take you off of your route. It's not going to, you know, deter you or anything like that. But if you continually choose the pizza and the pizza and the pizza and the pizza, because the salad makes you uncomfortable, yeah, you're only going to get to where like, (laughs) you're only going to get to where the every meal. Yeah. You're not going to get very far at the end of only eating pizza because you won't be able to. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But exactly. that's the difference of in the comfort zone, outside of the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's easy to eat the pizza. It's quick. It's easy. You got to chop up the side. You got to fucking cut the lettuce. You got to cut the tomatoes. You got to put all the stuff in there. Or you can just order a pizza or slap it in the oven. Frozen pizza. It's so much easier. Yeah. So in us sitting here having this conversation, it all seems so simple, right? It's so simple. Like decide what you want and then make the choices that align with that desire, period. So why do people fuck it up? Why do people complicate it? Because it's not that simple. Like it sounds simple, right? Like I have that other saying, it's easier said than done. True, true. Because every little thing is going to happen to try and stop you (laughs) from achieving the thing. Yeah. And that is soul, God, source, universe, whatever it is, you know, the higher being that you turn to or the higher, whatever vibration, whatever it is, that's their way. Maybe your spirit guides, angels. I don't know. Everyone has something different, right? Yeah. Of saying, do you want that? How bad do you want that? Let's see how bad you want that. Are you willing to do everything in your power? Are you willing to to not listen to the voice that's saying, oh, it's very bad idea. It's a bad idea. You probably shouldn't do that. It's not, it's not really a good, good choice or the people because you have your own ego that's going to tell you no. Yeah. And then you're going to have people that tell you no. My father-in-law, God bless his soul because he's dead now, did not want me to open this business so much so that he had his best friend who's an accountant come up here and fire questions at me. How are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? Thinking that I was so stupid that I hadn't like figured out a plan to like make this business work. And he walked out of that meeting with me and told Matt's dad, she can do this. She's going to do this. She can do this. You're not going to stop that from happening. Yeah. And, 
I did it, obviously. We all know I still have my salon. It's very successful, even through all the mandated shutdowns, but we won't talk about that stuff. Um, and I remember after Rick passed away, Matt's dad, he, before that, he became my biggest fan, obviously, because I proved everybody wrong. But I remember after he passed away, I was talking to Dave and he said, you know, Rick had me come up there to try and talk you out of it. And I was like, what did you think? I didn't know why you were there. (laughs) Bless. Yeah. Did y'all think I didn't know why? Like, it's kind of clear, kind of (laughs) obvious. Pretty sure I knew why you were there. But that's the thing is like people that love you will try and stop you. Yeah. And you have to decide whether you listen or you don't listen. Because sometimes on the way to your successes, you're going to piss people off and it's people that you love. Yeah. You're going to lose friends. The more successful I became, the more financially independent I became, the more money I made, the more goals I achieved, the less friends that I had. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just the type of shit that happens and you need to be okay with that. Situ- those situations you know what I mean you yeah. have to be okay with that I'll never forget like when I got my first Range Rover I've had two Range Rovers and an LR4 but I remember when I got my first Land Rover Range Rover my friends and for those of you that can't see me I'm using quotation air quotations my friends said that I was a show-off like, yeah, bitch, so I, I was, am. <laughs> like, I'm showing off all this hard work I put in. Thank you. But you know what way they meant it, right? Yeah. Like, they didn't mean it in the way that they should have as my friends. Yeah. And like, with every with every goal achieved, it was like someone would drop off, right? And that's mm-hmm. really hard too. And I think that's another reason why people quit because you lose support from people that you think are going to support you. And- they don't. Mm. And like the whole, like at the core of everything you're saying is this authenticity piece, right? It's honoring, like authenticity is such a buzzword. And I feel like its meaning is so diluted now because so many people just toss it the fuck around. I've started replacing yeah, like authentic- uh, step into your power. Let's step into your power. I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> yeah. I've Which started- I- tastefully put it in some of my posts and saying listen bitch this is what it actually means it means be your true self yeah yeah and I've started replacing authenticity with sovereignty and like when you're Mm -hmm. a sovereign as fuck person you don't need anyone else's approval you don't need anyone else's support because the the power that you desire it literally comes from within so you make those decisions that honor that instead of yep. honoring someone else's fear, instead of honoring someone else's ego, instead of honoring someone else's jealousy, right? And yep. that's just what keeps coming through loud and clear as you're saying this and like sharing all of your story. Like at the end of the day, it is coming back to what the fuck you want and who yep. the fuck you are exactly. and releasing all of the shit that's going to stop you from getting there. You, you have to become this almost like this, this fucking like train or you know like a you're just like you're hell bent and nothing's gonna stop you from achieving it no and and that's why I I love the phrase failure isn't an option and and people that people believe that's toxic positivity and then and then my question to that is okay but if you went after something and you did everything that it possibly took to make that thing happen then failure wasn't an option yeah. I've eliminated failure from my vocabulary altogether. It's not a failure. Yeah. It's feedback and you get to course correct based on it. Always a lesson. Yeah. Always. Always a lesson. It doesn't, it, it's, it's a, sometimes they're disappointing lessons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks. And, and then that's, that's the moment. Right. And, and I talk about this a lot. It's like, that is the moment. Okay. What do we do in that moment that makes us feel like we're failing? Because mm-hmm. Failure is not real. It's a feeling. And it's what you do in that moment of feeling like you're failing. It's just an emotion that we have. It's not like a real fucking thing. The only moment we fail is when we stop trying. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And the failure, and it's ultimately driven by fear, right? This fear of failure and 
fear is just this perception of incoming pain, right? Like yes. impending pain, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain. And I was having a, a conversation with another girlfriend the other day, and she was talking about how, you know, so often we have this fear and it's rooted in the thought that we're unsafe, right? The, the fear is coming from this perception of pain that is challenging our safety. But really most of the time it's, it's not whether or not we're going to be unsafe. It's whether or not we're going to be uncomfortable. Like, is it actually unsafe for you to do something that your friends don't agree with? No, it's just fucking uncomfortable. It's just going to yep. be uncomfortable, you know? Yep. So there's also this discernment piece of like recognizing I'm not actually unsafe here. There aren't lions at my door. I can go outside. It, it's just going to piss Becky off and she's going to have to get over it, you know? Exactly. And, and I think a lot of that too comes from you. A lot of people, uh, myself included, you, I'm sure too, we compare, right? Like, oh yeah. We, we compare ourselves to someone who, who appears to be um, further ahead than us, thinking that they couldn't possibly have the same emotions that we're experiencing right now, except that we do. And, that, and that's the biggest thing is like, it's all emotion driven. It's all emotion related. And we have a choice to change how we feel. Yes. Emotional intelligence is like the biggest piece to being like, to having any success in any field I'm learning. Like it is You've got to learn how to control your emotions. I remember hearing that phrase about a year ago, control your emotions. Someone was hosting like a masterclass on how to control your emotions. And I was instantly triggered. I was like, you shouldn't control your emotions. You should let your emotions run freely. And the more I get into this, the more I grow up, honestly, the more I'm like, no, emotions don't run the show. Emotions don't fucking call the shots. Emotions are just guideposts. You know, it's more feedback. Yes, they, yeah. you, you should yeah. feel them. But yeah. at the end of the day, you also have to deploy some discernment and realize this. What I, you do in that moment decides. Right. What you do in the moment, not yeah. what anyone else fucking does. It's your choice. Mm. You decide. Yeah. Anything, anywhere we go, we go because it's a choice. Any emotion that we feel, and I never say not to feel. I talk this with my clients on my lives. I say this all the time. I'm never saying not to feel. Feel. Right. Feel. feel. Yes. It's important feel it. to feel. It's important to feel it, but you have to make a choice in that moment. What, what, where do I go from this moment? Yeah. And you also get to assign meaning to the feeling. Yes. Oftentimes we take it so personally. And what if, you feeling quote unquote bad doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. It's just, this is my feeling in this moment. I, it doesn't I have to be good. It doesn't here. have to be bad. Yeah. I can stay here. I can stay in this shitty, bad feeling. Yeah. Or I can move on. I can move forward. I can move, I can move through it and that's it. Yeah. And that is the difference between failure and success. Hmm. You keep trying. I, I talked about this on the live this morning. I didn't turn it into an IGTV because I don't want it to show up on my feed. Is there a way to do that? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be in your, like on your actual grid. It will just be an IGTV. Okay, I should have posted it then. But I saw a post a week or so ago and I did share it in my stories with by Gary Vee and he said, I put out thousands of pieces of content. I saw that. Cared before anybody cared. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, you know, you talk to different people, whether they're service providers, coaches, uh, storefront entrepreneurs, whatever it is. And it's like, you get run down by trying and nothing happening. Mm -hmm. But what you don't realize, it just could be that very next post that you make is the one, mm. you know, yeah. could be the one. And yeah. it's the moment that you choose to quit over choosing to keep going. Mm. I love that. And that's something I talk a lot about is how our actions and our enthusiasm and our, you know, consistency, our dedication to consistency cannot be dependent on how other people are showing up in response. It just fucking can't. Because nope. if you're only showing up when other people show up and validate you showing up, then you're, you're, especially at the very beginning, you're going to stop showing up real quick. Yeah. Because people aren't going to validate you the way you think they should. <laughs> Especially so. if you need validation. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you don't need validation to be fully you if you're just being fully you. You're looking for validation when you're not being yourself. If you're being yourself, why do you need to be validated? 
Because if you went in with that energy, then the right people show up and the wrong people slip away. Yeah. And it doesn't fucking matter because you're so committed to the vision of you and to the vision of what you're creating. Nobody Mm -hmm. else's validation is relevant because you're, again, it's like this tunnel vision where you see what is coming and the people who can't see, they just fall away. They're not your people. And it's fine. You don't make it mean anything. And you just stay fucking focused and committed. You don't need to be validated by anybody. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Nope. So how that, cause I know there are probably some people who are listening to this who are like, fuck yeah, yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. But how do I get to that space? So what was the journey like for you to, were you just born amazing or how did you get to I the mean, point? Well, I don't think I need to answer that question. You just did. So <laughs> yes, guys, she is yes, born, born amazing. <laughs> I think we're all born amazing. I think we're all born with that greatness inside, right? Like, Mm. I think that um, your environment that you're in definitely does something. What you feed your mind with does something. I mean, for me, you know my story and you know that I was in a very abusive relationship years ago. And I ended up in a, a, as an office manager for an MLM company. Mm -hmm. And it was Primerica. And uh, you end up in a thriving environment like that where people are driven and you're attending success seminars and motive and, and uh, you know, personal development is huge in those types of companies and you yeah. know, all of the things. And I ended up in that environment for a reason to, to, so that people could, could see what I knew was there but yeah. it just needed to come out, you know? Um, I ended up in that type of environment and, and then I just was like, what am I doing? What yeah. am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing with myself right now? This is ridiculous. And I think that that was one of the most, um, you know, life-changing moments is being in, in that environment with those types of people and the ones that get it, right? Because MLM companies are tricky. Like you can either really make it fucking happen. Yeah. I'm an MLM supporter. I don't want to join one, but I love the idea of it for people. Right. Um, it's a it's an amazing um if you can get in with the right hierarchy or team or whatever, however the companies work, you have an opportunity for personal growth that's like none other. And <clears throat> I, that's where I ended up. And, and I really like think that if I didn't end up in that environment, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I would be. I really don't. So I feel like that particular moment was like a huge turning point in my life. But like, I always had entrepreneurial spirit, even as like a child, you know what I mean? And I see it in Molly, which is so interesting because she loves to play store. Like she's three. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to the store, my store. And I'm like, where's your store? She's like, it's in my room. I'm like, let's go to the store. <laughs> oh but God, like, we always, I would do stuff like that as a kid, you know, like I would play store and I would be the boss and it would be my store. And I would, you know, it would just like, I think we just all have that greatness inside of us, but we have to, we have to choose to find it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see people. And, you know, I don't want to typecast people or, you know, but, but you, you see people and they're always down on their luck. Certain people, you know, they're just, if I didn't have any bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. And you like try to run from them because (laughs) it's like the worst type of person to be around, but it's like, you know that if they told themselves a different story and made a different choice that they wouldn't be in that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was stuck in the position that I was stuck in because I, I didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that people struggle with is the fact that, and I even hesitate to say this because I think it sounds really harsh, but whatever situation you're in, you're in that situation because you chose to be there. You're in that situation because you're in that situation. And in order to change, you got to change. Yeah. Like, and nobody can, like the change can't be external. Nobody can come in and fix your situation for you. Like it has to start with you. And so I love the emphasis on like personal growth and development and, you know, 
just kind of taking that ownership for who you are, because that's a big part of it too. Like recognize, like, I, I don't know. I didn't grow up I was started as in an MLM, um, too. I was with Beachbody for three and a half years and for all of its faults, um, that's the biggest thing that it impacted me with is, you know, this, this focus on growing as a human and improving yourself. And had I not joined Beachbody back in 2015, I, I would not be where I am because that is not something that's emphasized where I'm from. Like, it's just, it's just not a thing. Like everyone here in my hometown largely lives the same life. people very rarely leave. And, you know, so this concept of like intentionally expanding yourself and improving yourself is so big, knowing that you are the ultimate creator of your reality. And that's why you you are, and you are. And I think that people get stuck in this, like, oh yeah, like you're just lucky. It's like, am I lucky that I worked my fucking ass off? And that I continuously focus on being better. Is that luck? I'm just not really sure. Is that a fucking choice that I've made consciously? Yeah. I'm just not really sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Oh, lucky that I worked my ass off. I'm so lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That like, I knew what I wanted and I went for it. Oh, luck. Right. If that's what luck is, then I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I will be lucky then. Sure. Whatever it is that you want to say that makes yourself feel better. No fucking problem. And that comes back, that comes back to, you can internalize those types of comments because they come, people say them. People that, that, people that I would never expect to not be excited for my success are the ones that you're like, oh, wow. I thought they would be happy for me and not, I don't even know what the word is. You don't want to say jealous, but it's like, are you jealous? Yeah. You're calling me a show off because I bought a very nice SUV that was like a goal. Like I, hey, you know what? You know me, Logan. I do not shy away from the fact that I can be very materialistic. I like fancy shit. I just fucking do. Yeah. I do. I do not pretend not to. I'm very down to earth. I do very well. I'm very down to earth but I do like some flashy, shiny shit. I just fucking do. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) like, you just would think that who your friends would support you no matter who you were or wanted to become, no matter what that looked like for you. Right. I would never, I would never be like, oh my God, Logan, you want to live off the grid and live on a farm and like, (laughs) I'd be like, that's fucking awesome. You should totally do that. I would never want to do that. That's not my jam. I don't want to move anywhere where I can't get to a Sephora within 20 minutes. Like, yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. But what kind of person would I would be if I was like, oh, that's stupid. I can't believe you want that. <laughs> right? Like, yep. and if you were the type of person that would be like, oh, I really want CC to be my friend. So I'm, I, that's a bad idea now. Like, that's, <laughs> that is the problem with the world, right? That is why people don't do the things that they want to do a lot of the time because they're so concerned with what, like, what people think and then losing people. And then they're shocked when they go and do the damn thing. And these people, like, fall away from their lives. And they're like, oh, I should probably quit now because, like, someone doesn't want to be my friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just sitting here like nodding my head. Like, yes, yes, yes. And that's why this piece of like authenticity, being sovereign in who you are, that's why it's so fucking important. Otherwise you end up living out your life according to how someone else thinks you should. Yeah. I mean, and, and people will love you and hate you for the exact same reason. Yes. Yeah. They will love you and hate you for the exact same reasons. So at the, at the end of the day, it just makes more sense to just be who you're comfortable with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like it just it, it it just it blows my mind because you know when people are like trying, you're just like trying. They're trying to like, I don't even know, like fit into the cool kids club, and you can see yeah. it. It's like an energy you can feel it, and you're just like, oh, yeah. I need to run away, to run away from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and unfortunately, it's from that space of just feeling so insecure that you just want to fit in. That's where people try and build businesses from. That's where people make investments in themselves to build a business. That's where they're making those investments from that space of feeling so insecure. And then they wonder why is this not working? Well, 
It's because you made a decision based on lack, thinking they had something you didn't instead of truly investing in who the fuck you are and what you want. And some of you might be asking yourself right now, how do they know this? Because we've done it. Yep. Been there. Done Been that. There. Done it. Threw done a it. lot of money away on it. hundred <laughs> percent. So. Yeah. So there's that. You know, it's fine. It's Learn like, from our mistakes. Yeah. Make your own too, but. You want to be a part of something, right? And that's one of the problems with the online space is like, and people in general is, <clears throat> is like, once you're in the space, you see that there is separation where, you know, I, I know for myself, when people are in my programs, I never, ever want anyone to feel that emotion of feeling like they're less or feeling like, you know, the favorites or whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like with my staff. Do I have a favorite? Mm-hmm. I do. Does my staff know that? Never. Yeah. Never. They will never know that. And it's the same with anyone that comes in one of my programs. There's always going to be that one shining star where you're like, I fucking love this girl. Oh my God, she's fucking killing it. It's going to be that way. But you never want people to feel that way when they come into your containers you want everybody to feel like they matter and like they belong you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and and they do you know and they do but then you get put in these situations where you're like you've invested into these programs and then you're just still a fucking outcast Mm -hmm. and people don't feel like seen you know, and that's one of the biggest things. I don't know if you saw my stories a couple of weeks ago. I talked about this is one of the big differences between this is kind of off topic, but whatever. One of the differences between success and not success in a, in a container, like things that we run is, is someone feeling seen mm. and client retention, right? Like, yeah. When, when someone feels really seen, they're more likely to succeed. Yeah. Th- whatever the thing is. Right. Yeah. And when they feel heard and when they feel like, like there truly is, isn't a wrong way to do anything, you know? Yeah. And, and what I teach people is like the biggest, the biggest thing is, is just truly being okay with who you are and doing it how the fuck you want to do it because there is no right way. And if you can come from a place of, you know, do it like you were the only one who's ever done the thing and it will work. Mm. I love that. I love that. Do it. Like you're the only one who's doing the thing because it's true. Like, I mean, you really are like, there's nobody who is going to do exactly what you do in the exact way that you do it. And that's part of the reason why I have, I struggle so much with, you know, coaches who promote like six figures in six months, do these steps and da, 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 and blah, 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 because nobody's internal makeup, nobody's life experience is exactly the same. And, and then if and, you- and well, while what they're doing may work, that could be very possible if you yeah. do every everything that they say without giving up on yourself. Yeah. When you experience the same things that they've experienced because they don't talk about that. They talk about six figures in six months and it's this and it's that. How about you talk about the time you were crying on the bathroom fucking floor because what you were doing wasn't working? Yeah. Yeah. How do we talk about that? How do we talk about those those things that are real life reality. Yeah. Where you struggled all day because your kid wouldn't have a fucking nap and your toddler was screaming and you couldn't get anything done. Yeah. You don't talk about transparency is such a big component to authenticity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I posted a picture a few weeks ago. I was crying, tears, salty discharge running down my face. I had a horrible fucking day. Axel wouldn't have a nap. Molly's fucking being crazy. It was just a crazy crazy day and oftentimes we're seeing highlight reels we're not seeing like the reality of entrepreneurship yeah which is why in my podcast it's called business is a game i i talk about that too and it's about like the the things that happen that that try and stop us like i have that episode it's called how i turn the worst week of my life into the best week of my life yeah and those people don't put that shit out there Yeah. And that shit is important for people to see that like successful entrepreneurs, we go through shit too. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, you I was... look at someone and be like, their life is so perfect. Oh my God. Like, it's just, your life is so perfect. It's like, oh, was it really perfect that my father-in-law died and then I had a miscarriage and then two days later, one of my top earners in my salon quit. Yeah, it was perfect. Perfect life. Yeah. And I had to spend the next four days headhunting every Tom, Dick and Harry in Ontario to try and find stylists to, to come and do the amount of clients that I have coming into my salon. Is that you're like, yeah, it's perfect. Perfect life. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. I was literally just having this conversation with a, the call that I was on before this. And she, because she was asking like, you're a mom of three and you have another one on the way and how do you do it? And, da, 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 da. and I was like, I don't fucking do it all. Like I, my kid goes to school. My other two kids go to daycare. Like I have support. I like, I don't do it all. And I think for like the first, so I started my solo entrepreneur journey in 2019. And yeah. for like the first year and a half, naturally I gravitated towards women who were also mothers and entrepreneurs. Cause I wanted to see proof that, you know, I could build something successful with children. And for the longest time, I thought that I was doing something fucking wrong because one particular coach coming to mind, and you know, who this person is, who like, it's a big part of her brand that she's a mom. And it wasn't until into like a year following her, I realized she had like a live-in nanny. And then I was like, oh, of course she has a multi-million dollar business and she's a mom of three. She has a living fucking nanny. Yep. Like, can we normalize the fact that, yeah, we're business owners, but we're also humans and yeah. there's shit and there's mess that goes into that. And like, for me, of, of course, could I have been more discerning? Could I have had more self-awareness? Sure. But at the time I felt really misguided and honestly, a little deceived that, it took a year and a half for me to realize that the reason she was profiting and having so much success was because she had that level of support. Like she wasn't trying to do what I was trying to do and mother 24 seven by myself and build a business. And you know, so there was this disconnect. Yeah. And a husband at home. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know why I'm getting shit done right now? Max at Max upstairs with the kids. Yep, Max, my husband. Yes, I is have out there with a call with Logan at 1130. I will be in my office from that time. Do not let them come down here. That is all yeah. the only reason why this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I think people aren't as real as they need to be about the things that it takes to make the things happen. And, and I talked about this a while ago too, is like I started my coaching business, uh, in 2016, mm -hmm. do you know when I made money in when? 2020, in 2020, same, that was the first year that I made a full-time income with my business was in 2020. And I started in entrepreneurship in 2015, five years. I mean, I, I, I did very well in my salon business right away, like right. right away, but that was years of building clientele, doing, doing, uh, doing hair in the salon when I worked for someone else and then coming home actually in my home office right now, this was my home salon. I did hair at home too. Yeah. So I was working, you know, 17 hour days. I was doing hair until midnight, one o'clock in the morning at home, trying to build this clientele so that I could open up a salon here. So it's like, yeah, I had that success. It seemed like immediate success. I mean, I honestly didn't have a clue that I was going to make that much money right away. Like yeah. I didn't really know, but it fucking happened because like the, the thought was never about that. It was just about going. Right. Yeah. And I think that we get stuck in this, like, we don't see all of that shit and no one talks about stuff like that. I'm very open about the fact is like, I came online into the coaching space in about 2015 or 2016. I have to scroll back my Instagram and look at the dates of putting content out and, you know, buying into programs and it, and I did not make money online until 2020. Yeah. And I didn't make a full-time income from it, but I like had some really great successes. And that was from never giving up. Yes. Ever. Yeah. And that is the biggest thing. Should I probably, I probably should have told Matt that my uh, neighbor is having her Instacart sent to our house because they won't deliver to hers. <laughs> Oh, we're good. I just looked at because it said I have a, one of those ring doorbells. Yeah. So there's motion at your door. I was like, I better make sure it's not the Instacart guy. I was <laughs> <laughs> super distracted. You know, that's the mom life. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, I think that people need to be more transparent about that too, because you see people online, right? And they're, they're killing it and they're doing this and they're doing that. And, but they're not telling you all the times they showed up live and nobody watched them. Yep. They're not telling you all the times they put content out there and nobody read it, no comments, no likes, no nothing. They're not telling you that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this talk kind of leads me into one, like I ask very few questions on my podcast. Clearly it's more open conversational, but a lot of this that we're talking about, about showing up and, you know, being consistent and being disciplined and being, you know, all of that is like having full body fuck yes faith that it's happening. And that is in terms of energy, I talk a lot about energy and yes. the masculine and the feminine. That's very much a feminine element of like, mm-hmm. yes, you show up and you put in the work. That's the masculine. The feminine is entrusting that, that it's, it's working, working, even when the evidence isn't there, even exactly. when it's not there, you know, you yeah. just fucking trust. Yeah. So my question for you, because this is such a big piece to having success as an entrepreneur, right? Leaning into that faith. Yeah. How do you kind of cultivate that energy for yourself? Like that full body fuck yes faith that it's happening, that that's feminine embodiment. So how do you cultivate that for yourself? I think like it's all like we talked about earlier, everything's, everything's linked back to emotion, right? Like I know how I want to feel when I have the thing. Mm. Yes. Right. And Mm -hmm. that is my driver. That's my driving force. That is my driving force. Like when I opened my business back in 2013, I knew I'm going to work for five years. Then I'm going to start a family Yeah. that I don't have to work full time. Right. And I wanted, and I knew what that would feel like for me. And I held on to that. Mm. That is the biggest thing. You hear this a lot. You hear, Oh, all you got to do is like, you know, like be high vibe. Well, I hate when people say that because Mm -hmm. what they, while they, while what they're saying is true, that is true. It's about matching that vibration to the vision that you have. And what they mean by you got to be high vibe is you need to attach an emotion to the thing. Yeah. Right. When I got my Range Rover, this is a perfect example. Before I had that thing, I had it on my phone screen. I had a picture of it on my fridge. I had it on my computer screen at the shop. I had it, you know, that was going to happen. I pictured myself driving it, what it was going to smell like, what it was going to feel like, what it was going to look like, how I was going to feel walking out to it, how I was going to feel looking at it from the window. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I held on to that emotion. That is what that's, that is the key. Attaching emotion to the vision. Yeah. Not the negative kind of not having it, the, the, the positive kind of having it. Yes. That's embodiment. Like that is embodiment. And it's also training your body and your nervous system to feel safe having the thing. So when Mm -hmm. your bitch ass friends were like, you're showing off, it didn't matter because you already had cultivated, you had spent so much time cultivating that sense of safety in your body of like, this is mine. I get to fucking have it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that's the other thing is is it's okay to want more Mm -hmm. and it's okay to want the fancy things. It's okay to want the, you know, the Louis Vuitton and the Burberry and the things. I mean, those are just things that I like. So those are the examples that I'm using. Yeah. It's okay to want the fancy SUVs. It's okay. It's, and it's, it's okay to want those things. Yes. What's not okay is someone telling you that it's not okay. Right. Like you have people, I would never spend that much money on a purse. My purse was $25. It's like, cool. I could buy a hundred of your purses with the one that I have. Yeah. <laughs> cool difference of opinion like why does it fucking matter it doesn't it doesn't I can like what I like you can like what you like and we can cohabitate (laughs) yeah exactly exactly yeah it's okay to want more it's okay to enjoy the finer things in life it's okay if you don't want to yep all of it is okay it's all okay it's all okay okay. but the only way you get to have any of it is if you feel safe in having it. So I love that you like my, your Range Rover, Land Rover. It, for me, it's a G wagon. Like that's how I feel about a G wagon. I know exactly what I want, know exactly what color I know. Like, and here, even here in my small little town, 
Like I still see G-Wagons all the time. And I'm like, who the fuck is driving a G-Wagon in Rock Hill, South Carolina? There's a small (laughs) little handful of people. And I'm like, damn it, I'm joining those ranks one day. Like I will have that, you know? And And, and that is the biggest thing is attaching that like, oh, feeling to it, right? Like that is, that's how you stay high vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's okay when you're not high vibe. Yeah. And and this is when we had that uh, clarity call you and I. Yeah. And I, we talked about boat Logan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does boat Logan feel like? Amazing. Right. Yeah. And it's always about matching your vision to the vibe. Right. So like mm-hmm. if, if having a Louis Vuitton makes you feel really fucking great, then feel great about it. Yep. If, if what you want makes you feel good, allow that feeling to be the feeling as you work towards it. That's how you embody your feminine. Right. Mm. But the, the, but the moving towards it part, that's your masculine. I'm a mover and a shaker. I'm way more masculine than I am feminine, but I know how to hold on to that vibe and that vision. I know how to match the two together. That's why I get the things that I want, you know? Yeah. And that's how you do it. Like, and I'm so sick of people saying stupid shit, like step into your power or, you know, you gotta be high vibe. It's all about everything's vibration and energy, but they don't explain how it actually fucking works. Well, all of that is true. All of that is true. Everything that they're saying is true, but how about you explain to me how it fucking works? And it works by attaching emotion to a vision. Mm-hmm. Write down your goals. People buy, oh yeah, I talked about this morning. Oh, you know, people, people hate when cultures are like, you're going to make mantras. You're going to do affirmations. And they're always like, oh, oh, I hate this. Why do we do this as coaches? We do this so that you can continue to attach an emotion to that vision. They tell you to write things down and feel what it would feel like to have whatever it is that you're writing down because that's how you get it. Yep, exactly. And it's Mary, it's really about marrying those two energies and like nothing drives me crazier. There's such a huge, I'm in like the feminine embodiment sphere of the online space. And it's, there are a lot of coaches who are just like, just feel good and just meditate and then just masturbate your way to this. And like, meh, 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 meh. and I'm like, yeah, up your vagina and <laughs> you'll make $500,000. I'm like, mm, no, like, I mean, yeah. Like if that makes you feel good and that helps you attach that emotion to that thing that you want. Cool. But let's not forget the piece that says you still show the fuck up. Like you masturbate and then you go and you do the things like it's you not, do the thing. <laughs> right. Like you still have to go and do the things when, even when it feels like it's not working. Exactly. And that is one of the biggest things is, is, is keeping that vision alive when you think it's not going to happen. Mm. Yes. That happens. That's going to happen. Yeah. And you may yeah. not get the thing when you think you're going to get the thing. You still got to believe that it's coming. You've got to believe that it's coming. So what's one resource, whether it's a book or a program or a movie or whatever the fuck, one resource that changed the game for you in terms of being a leader and like showing up in this way? I attended quite a few success seminars, uh, at a very, I mean, I'm 39, so I'm a bit, I'm just a little bit older than you. Um, I attended a lot of success seminars in my early twenties. So yeah. I've been in personal development for almost 20 years. Wow. And I went and saw Frank Bolella a lot. He doesn't do a lot anymore, but that was one person that Primerica always used. So I was always at his seminars. And I remember him telling this story and it was about an eagle. It was about an eagle that was raised by chickens. Hmm. And he clucked like a chicken. He walked like a chicken. He ate like a chicken and he would watch the eagles. Now I wish I could. I wish I could, you know, fly like an eagle and be majestic like an eagle. And the chickens are like, you are a fucking eagle. You can do that. (laughs) He was so conditioned to be a fucking chicken. He thought he was a chicken. Yeah. And I remember him telling the story and he tells it way better. I probably am way off, but you get the idea. Yeah. If you are surrounded by chickens, you're going to think you're a fucking chicken. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And I was in this horrible relationship and 
I was emerging, you know, like starting to, you know, spend time with better people and, and all of the things. And he told that story. And I remember like, it just something like clicked. Yeah. For me. And I was like, oh, I'm acting like a chicken and I'm a fucking eagle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking eagle. <laughs> I'm an eagle. I'm acting like a chicken. I'm a goddamn eagle. <laughs> I mean, would we rather be a chicken or an eagle? Let's like be honest here. I mean, nobody eats eagle. They're protected, right? They're badass. I don't even eat meat. Okay. I just don't eat meat. That's but, right. I always forget that. I don't know why. Like because it's new. It's only been like less than a year. That's probably why. But uh, it's like you can be a chicken or you can be an eagle. Yeah. And and it's all about recognizing. Okay, I'm gonna recognize. The eagle finally realized that he was an eagle. Mm. He could soar like an eagle. He could be the eagle. That's and so I was like, oh, you know, yeah. And I was probably uh, 23 or 24 when that happened. And that, I mean, it was like 17 years ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. And uh, I think that was one of the like major turning points in my like personal development, like life. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, holy shit. I just need to realize that I'm an eagle and not a chicken. Yes, that's so right? good. And it brings me like perfectly to my last question. It might, you might've just answered my last question or may, you, maybe you have something to add to it. I don't know. But my last question, sorry if you can hear my- I, Yeah, I can hear your kids. We're moms. Like, People, you know, hopefully her moms are just doing this and being like, yeah, there's kids there. Like, I didn't hear mom. mom kid. Axel was screaming for a minute. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So she's losing her mind. She's like, mom, you're done working. Um, but my last question is what is one piece of advice that you would give to a younger version of yourself or to younger listeners or novice listeners that we might have tuning in just one nugget of advice after all of this conversation, what would it be? So, and I love this question because I see it a lot and I always answer it the same way and, and it's, it's going to be okay. Hmm you're going to be okay. Like instantly my body relaxes. Yeah. You're going to so be okay. And, and I think that as soon as you realize that you're going to be okay and you do get to do, be, do, have, which I hate that too, but you do get that. You do get to, you do get to, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you do get to, uh, you're going to be okay. With the life that you feel, I used to say this to myself when I was young. I had to have been 21 when this came out of my face and I'll never forget it. And I was talking to a friend, a photographer, and, and I said, I just, I know I'm meant for greatness. I, I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And I'll never forget that. I was driving. I think we were going over the Tappan Zee Bridge or something. I lived in, was living in New York at the time. And, uh, I just, I said, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't, don't know what it is. And then when I started attending like personal development, um, seminars and, and just being around eagles and not chickens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, I meant, this is what I meant to do. Mm. This is what I meant to do and what it will happen when it's going to happen. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. good. So good. See, see, this whole conversation has been so fucking good. So I know people are going to want, if you're not already following her, go follow her, but tell the humans, where can they find you? How can they work with you right now? Just let everyone know what, what you got going on. Uh, well, I have spaces for one-on-one -on -one open right now. Cool. Um, which I haven't in a while just because I have a three month old baby, but Matt is doing part-time parental leave. So I have actual time to dedicate to people like how I want to be. I am on Facebook at CC Washington, C-E-C-I Washington, like the state. Um, Instagram at Cecile J. Wash. I also have a Facebook group called Badass Bosses Club. I have a podcast called Business is a Game. That's pretty much it. 
And I'll have all of these links in the show notes, guys. So you don't have to remember anything. Just check the show notes and I'll link everything. Yeah. Did I send you the link to my podcast? I, let me double check. I have everything pulled up right here. No, I just have Instagram and your two Facebook links. So definitely give me the link to your podcast too. Business is a game. I mean, it's pretty much the only one on Apple that I've ever searched. It's called business is a game. And I have blonde hair in the photo and not brown, but you guys can't see me. So that doesn't matter. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys, we'll definitely go give CC a follow. Um, This conversation was incredible. So thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday. Guys, we're recording on a Sunday. You know it, you know it. I would do any time for you that I was able to. (laughs) Thank you, you're the best. I'm so grateful that the internet brought us together. Like, I don't know, this is just one of the coolest people I've ever met. And our our friendship is solely on the internet. Never met in real life. And I'm just still so grateful. But we will, when I can finally cross the fucking border without getting my three-year-old a COVID test. I will do that. Yes. Come right through. Yes, come (laughs) hang out. We're gonna go hang out. I love it. Well, thank you so much. And guys, seriously, go follow her. Um, Yeah. Thanks so much.